Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 176, episode one of Daredevil Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Monday, March 15th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. A little bit of Baja Blast in my life. A much lower sperm count for my wife. A little major melon's all I need. I like drinking soda that looks like pee. I got the shakes and jitters. Here I am. A little bit of do makes me your man. Uh, and that is called, we even have a, a parody title, Yellow Number Five, courtesy of at Bub Andrew Bub. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! It's been a long day of zeitgeist and trends, and we'll tell you all about it with Jacko and my friends, and a host Nia and Daniel Goodman, formerly. So let's join our guests and talk about these dope trends. Thank you so much to Woo. the room for that. See you again, aka brew, shout out Charlie man. P. Coming. Uh, and brew. I said, Daniel, you know, Daniel, you know, he's he's Daniel's he's, gone. He's still part Replaced. of the fam. Justin is in the building. Uh, all praise to Justin, Big J Daddy. Uh, but it's all love. Is is Justin DJ Justin? We got a Jam Master Justin. Okay, because here's the thing we found out. When Daniel, we would be like, okay, so Justin's going to take over. And they were doing a hand, like they were both doing dual custody on the show. Come to find out, Justin's a DJ too. And what? Justin's been rocking crowds from fucking here to Katmandu. Faces. He's seen a million faces and he's yeah. rocked most of them, he said. We just, we got this in from Justin himself. He went by the moniker Brain Matter, but M-A-D-D-R. Because it make the brain. I see. That's what a turnip will do to you sometimes. Mm. So, all right. Yeah. Well, but welcome him. Shout out to DJ Brain Matter. Uh, yeah. And we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious, the talented Yadoye Travis. Hello, I've returned again. That I don't have a song for you. I didn't. I wasn't ready for the song introductions. That's oh, fine. That's good, Your tweets have been powering me. I wish this I'd week. been prepared. <laughs> What's it's new, cool. man? <laughs> Oh, you know, I'm just here sitting in my in my little uh, shoebox bedroom, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just admiring all my anime posters and whatnot. Yeah, well appointed. Same old shit. Uh, shoebox. You got framed shit on the wall. That's oh yeah. You know, I finally yeah. feel like I got a, comment a, on my a, slam dunk jersey. Oh, oh, that's so. good. Oh, look at that. See, that's amazing. Right. I saw it in the beginning, and I didn't want I didn't want to say anything too early. I had I had to wear that's it because great. I was like, Yadoya is a real one. He'll know what if I'm wearing. Yeah, <laughs> slam dunk, the manga jersey on. Uh, in Brooklyn, how's the weather? How are you feeling over there? It's finally starting to feel good outside. You know, I it's um it's in the mid sixties today after it's been you know freezing, and I I think we're in what's been called the uh the fool's spring. I think inevitably mm. it will go back to bad, but right. for now, right for now it's kind of nice. Been out right. going That's to the wild. park skating. Right, we're in a we're we're flip flopped <laughs> because now L.A. is like under sixty, fifties, cool. and and rainy. Yeah, rainy. you know it's all about balance. You know, it can't things yeah. can't be good everywhere. You know, right? Thanks, me having thanks. me having good things in my life means that you necessarily have to have bad things in yours. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's fair. You know, that's um, the way things. Work. It is America. That's how it works. It's it is zero sum right. game. Yes. Um, oh yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, my kids got their like third ever thunderclap the other day where they were like, what the fuck was that? They were they were clubbing in the oh, ATL? No, thun like there oh, was. Oh, I thought thunder. the dance move, thunderclap. Hey. Uh no. That's from bad. the breakdown of Ushers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with Ushers. Yeah. 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 Uh, Are you familiar with Jack, <laughs> no, man, Ushers, not... yeah? Featuring Lil John? The A Town Stomp? Not to be confused uh, with uh, uh the other yeah by um the what are the dudes from uh the you know the place <laughs> <laughs> yep uh-huh them mm-hmm. uh those guys whoa. is that the name of that four non song no that's hey that's hey oh what's going on yeah what's going on yeah all right you know yeah we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment first we are gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about we have a deadline by which the pandemic will be officially over. <laughs> All done, baby. Uh, May 1st. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we have some official uh, CIA-provided statistics. Uh, McKinsey-provided statistics <laughs> on, uh, on like proof of something we've been saying for years here on The Daily Zeitgeist, that uh, racism in Hollywood uh, is bad, like worse than your average uh, industry, but also like officially unprofitable. It's officially right. making these racist executives bad at their jobs. You are um, fucking up your own bag with yes, your racism. That's that's how much they are clinging to that shit. Interesting. You should say that. We will talk about Trump becoming a Christ figure. Finally, just make it official. Apparently, this Cuomo guy's a real jerk. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, this maybe being the last time we spring forward and the fact why it should be. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, oh. even even little Marco Rubio is getting on board. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about the hottest new podcast coming to your ear holes. The Ikea catalog. They're turning that in, into a uh, podcast. Oh, hell um, yeah. I mean, so we got to go to war. It's war then, Jack. Yeah, it's it's. On. I told I them can't. motherfucker, those Swedish motherfuckers too, stay in your fucking lane, man. And yeah. I won't start making my own meatballs and selling them outside your stores. And if they, that's what they want, it's on. They know the Daily Zeitgeist Circle and the Ikea Catalog Circle. That Venn diagram, there's yeah, no it's interior. Circle. It's a circle. It's yeah. just a circle. Yeah, on top yes. of each other. Ugh. We'll talk about Pi Day, which happened yesterday. This is a real uh, yesterday-focused show with uh, the daylight savings and Pi Day, but uh, we got we've got to honor the great Pi Day. Wait, it's in this even revealing more. <laughs> it's this weekend, <laughs> daylight savings. Yeah, I have oh, no, fu- no I had no fucking clue. Yeah, because it yeah. doesn't matter anymore. But shit, okay, fine. I think fine. So. Earth, you want to go to fucking war again? Let's go. Let's do I it. I feel like I've never not been caught off guard by it. Yeah, right. I never, I've never known when it was. Wow. Yeah, it's. I think it's this weekend. No, yeah, it's this weekend. Okay. Yep. Well, it's not even officially spring yet, so the name "Spring Forward" is kind of, yeah. you know, just yeah. a little misleading. Presumptuous. It's a yes. winter forward. Yes. Uh, and we'll talk about the Philadelphia vaccine rollout, which has quickly become the story that we constantly tease and never get to. Well, one of the classics, but mm-hmm. uh, we we will talk about it one of these days, maybe today. All of that, plenty more. But first, Yodoye, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Okay, well, uh, it's the the most recent thing is SZA. 
It's mm. just always SZA. And then uh, the next one, I think, is uh, SZA lyrics. <laughs> SZA uh, boyfriend. Does she have one? <laughs> and then how to heel flip. How to how hey. to do a heel flip. I've been skateboarding. I'm just trying to, you know, make sure my technique is all right. Yeah, we've been keeping up with it. Miles used one of your tweets recently. Uh, yeah. For I was tweet got- of the day. It was nice uh, reading about your skate journey. Are you a latter day skate? I'm a uh, yeah. I'm a latter day skate. Started skating at 29 years old because I figured if my body's falling apart, I might as well help it along the process. Accelerate that, <laughs> um, shatter your wrist at some point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why let it happen for no reason when I can uh, give it a reason? Yeah. Did you ever skate at all, like prior to this, or you just are you just up and been like, well, I've played Tony Hawk, so I, I can, you know what? I'll do I that. had a skateboard as okay. a kid. Um, I think most kids did. Yeah, but you know, I just there was just never a good place to like to really learn, right? And so I just didn't. And then I don't know what happened to that skateboard, but it does not. It's not in my possession anymore. But now I got a new one that is not from Walmart. Was skateboard like in the eighties and nineties, just and the seventies, like just the like no thought given gift to give to a kid? Like right. as like a some shit like you it. could grab at a big five or sporting goods and be like, there you go, fucking skate. I don't know. Here's something like, that goes with your backwards hat. I feel yeah. like every backyard I went to as a kid had a rotting skateboard in the corner <laughs> that it was yeah. just sort of fucked by the weather. It seems like one of those things that like every like guitar hero story, like you just saw one at Sears and bought it for a nickel and gave it to yourself. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, I don't know, back when Sears sold stuff other than like washing machines. Yeah. And also still existed. All. Yeah. Oh, you hate to see it. Back to the I I think I've talked about this before, but the this will very specifically age me. I had the Back to the Future branded like it had the Back to the Future poster on it, little it was like a very narrow skateboard. But I, I feel like that was uh oh, the first cool. time a lot of people found out about skateboarding. Um, yeah. and so that was <laughs> And I'm sure a hundred percent of them were very disappointed that it did not hover. Right. It didn't right. hover. Oh. It was uh harder than it looks. Mm-hmm. And and I I never figured out how to do a kickflip or any of the any of the things. You you recently nailed a trick that you were showing someone as yeah. <laughs> you were illustrating that you've never been able to do this and then nailed it. Yeah. I was at the I was at the park with a friend and she asked if I knew how to do a pop shove it, shove it, and I was like, "Yeah, I know, like in my mind, <laughs> intellectually, <laughs> intellectually, I know." And in many ways, uh, I think that's my problem across the board, even outside of skateboarding, is <laughs> that I know how to how to do it and how to fix it, but it's right. just not happening. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I was demonstrating that I don't know how to do it. I've never landed one, and then just landed it perfectly first try, <laughs> and now I'm. Oh, just reset the obsession that was about to fade. Yeah. It's like I gambling. Been done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Just right when you're about to just cash out and you're like, fuck. All right. I guess <laughs> I'm going to sit at this table for a little bit longer. Mm. And it's always on a, the, a penny slot. You're like, right. I didn't spend that much money. Right. right. Just... <laughs> the, uh, the level of disappointment that came with uh, setting up my own ramp in my driveway with just like a piece of plyboard and then just like, falling off of it instead mm-hmm. of like ramping off and flying like uh like tony hawk uh yeah man that's yeah that's what did me in yeah it's yeah you know it's complicated because you think it's just jumping and it's not just jumping and ollie is not just jumping it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> right. 
it, you know, there's other stuff to it. You know, it was somebody mentioned timing. I was like, what the fuck? You mean? I, I'm going to jump now. Right. <laughs> what else is there? I see yeah. the rail. I'll jump and then I'll grind it. Yeah. What's the problem? I'm going to fuck. I'm going to grind. It's also probably important to get a piece of plywood that like wouldn't sag when you like went onto it. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. just like break in the middle of it because <laughs> you're like, you don't know anything about physics or pushes the thing out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Engineering, you're like, nah, I guess I have to reinforce the middle too. Yeah. yeah. You probably should not be resting on a barrel. Why, where did I even get a barrel? <laughs> yeah, why? Side? Where does a seven year old get a barrel? Uh, what is something you think is overrated? overrated having a good wi-fi connection i think it's uh i think it's just overused and i think you know not everybody needs it you know i just feel like uh <laughs> first of all when a face f- freezes on screen perfect opportunity to grab a screenshot you know i think that's just like <laughs> i think people don't consider the the possibilities that are that arise when you're uh when you don't pay your wi-fi bill on auto how's your wi-fi right now terrible oh man <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you were actually artifacting a little bit as you were saying that, so it was kind of oh, yeah. very appropriate. Yeah, I planned that for comedic effect. <laughs> I, I assumed it was going to happen Consummate just because performer. the frequency that it's happened is uh, is very is predictable. Yeah, that I can write jokes around it. What is uh, what's something you think is underrated? Getting out of bed before four p.m. I think uh, you know. <laughs> I think <laughs> I feel like just people should try it. I've been doing this thing where I, I open my eyes. I wake up at 9.30 every day, mm. probably. Beautiful. I'm not out of bed until uh, until 4.30 sometimes. I just stare at the ceiling, look at my phone, and then, um, and then and that's my whole day. I start my day. This is the earliest I've been out of bed. In oh, and we're honored that you would do that for us. Yeah. You know, I almost canceled because... You know, <laughs> Like it's getting a little bit before four. It'll be right there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What time you go to sleep? Let me see. I wake up at nine, so eight. <laughs> yeah. So go. really, you sleeping from eight to four? <laughs> Resting. Well, from I wouldn't call four. it sleep. I state I, of rest. I, I. It's more like I ruminate. I. It's a deep uh-huh. state of oh, rumination wow. from eight to four. <laughs> mm. Existential um, dread, looking directly yeah. at the ceiling. Yeah, you know, just pondering. I think mm-hmm. pondering is a good word for it. Postulating. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, sleep is not sleep is the least of my worries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, take your pick at the moment. Right. Yeah. I was just in in researching this daylight savings article. Like one of the arguments against changing it is that kids will have to go to school in the in the dark if we don't like do the daylight savings thing. Okay, well, if you're familiar with the American education system, you know these kids are already in the dark. Yeah, I was about to say, have you? (laughs) Based on our history books, everyone has been in the dark for quite (laughs) some time now. You got to open your third eye, children. (laughs) That's also a made-up problem because kids shouldn't have to go to school at, like, 6 in the morning every morning. Like, they should, like, doctors say they should be going to school late, like, 9.30. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. It's, like, how far are we going to go to the that we we have to shelter kids from the concept of nighttime <laughs> right like yeah okay you can see the sun when it's down but it's got to be at six in the morning you can't yes. you gotta you know you gotta slowly introduce kids to it you know 
Yeah. They got to know it's coming out in a, in a half hour or so. Right. Oh, man. I mean, hey, we made it with Daylight Savings. We were fucked about by this unpredictable timeline that we call our time system or whatever this is. But The time system, know. yep. That's yeah, the, the time, time system. system. Yeah, but I don't, yeah, I just like what they said. What was the other thing we always because we brought this up on the show before? Like, there's more car accidents, people getting just it's yeah. just it's just doesn't help anybody. Like, there's physical ramifications yeah. that play out statistically when you do this shit. Yeah, we're adaptable. We'll we'll figure it out if it's happening slowly over the course of time. But why why like just throw a curveball at us in the middle of the year? Yeah. Also, we're not all farmers. We're not. We're like mostly not farmers. Uh, mostly, yeah. At this point, yeah. <laughs> like statistically, statistically, if you look at the numbers, mm-hmm. the yeah. number of people who are not farmers pretty high. Oh, there's so many of them. Most of them. Now, of them. These days, so many people not farmers. And you hate to see it. You hate to see it. We're losing God and farm. Thank in you. This country. You know, I. You know, pe- people talk about white people as the majority all the time, but you know, if you look at the numbers, it's really. People who are farmers out farming. <laughs> <laughs> Non-farmers. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, May 1st takes on new significance after uh, Biden's a speech at the end of last week where he was like, you're going to have a vaccine in your arm by May 1st or my name's not. Well, what is it again? Uh, Joe, Joe Robin, Batman. No, Batman. Batman. <laughs> no, it's Robinette is your middle name. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. There, look, it's all it's the day it's coming. Yeah. May 1st. Ev- all yeah. the adults, not just the people who are scheming in part in your city. To, to jump the line, which I'll talk about in a second. But uh, right now, uh, we've been averaging more than the 2 million doses per day rate the administration was sort of targeting. Uh, like, you know, it's getting close to like 3 million a day. But even if we stayed at 2, we would have over half of the adults in the U.S. vaccinated by May 1st at that pace. Now, granted, not everyone is eligible at the same time. So I don't know. I don't know if we can say like who, how quickly everyone will be vaccinated. But to know that starting May 1st, or that's their target date, that they'll have enough vaccines to make it widely available to people is cool. But yeah, the whole thing is, it's all tied to the fucking spirit of America. Because when Joe Biden was talking about this, he also said, you know, in July 4th, you know, maybe a date we're targeting to really kind of go back to feeling like ourselves and celebrating our independence, not as a nation, but and independence from the virus. So a little bit of fucking <laughs> oh, Uncle man. Sam again. A little Independence you. Day. We will celebrate yeah, our so... Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. What? That's a... It's just so fucking boring. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just like... At least Bill Pullman was talking to a bunch of fighter pilots from yeah. around the globe right? in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> right? Blow some shit up, bro. Like, fuck, right. wh- what are you doing? You're the president. You have your <laughs> finger on a nuclear button every day, and the best you can do is independence from the virus. Bro, and I think he even, get a like, copywriter. I think he <laughs> even hedged loser. that and was like, well, you can... I'm not saying like have big parties, but you know, like small gatherings. It's like, we're going to get you all vaccinated so you can have lame get togethers with people. Yeah. Small gatherings of two to five people. 
<laughs> the thing is too like there's other elements of the vaccine though that are a little more like we also need to keep in mind one is just about the efficacy because if stupid ass governors and municipalities start just fucking tossing out the mandates and safety mandates that will also affect the efficacy of these vaccines it's not like that again we've talked about how those efficacy rates are based on environments where there is social distancing and other mitigating factors involved um not only that i mean the wealthier nations are starting or are hoarding up vast amounts of vaccine that is causing a problem for the global south to get their hands on it so before you can start celebrating and shit uh, it's also important, again, but this is part and parcel of this capitalistic world and society globally we're in, is that people with means, countries with means are going to get it more. And that's going to be at the cost of access to these other nations. So and one other thing I just want to point out, can I maybe all of us have stories about this, because as vaccines come out, I get that people are so excited. I'm fucking excited. I had a fucking daydream where I was at a concert and I was walling the fuck out like in a crowd and just like throwing water everywhere and like just fucking <laughs> ripping my shirt off like going you know fucking just absolutely wild um and i know we all have that motivation but i have whether it's people in my own circle secondhand people in orbit of my family do not be one of these fucking vaccine schemers okay please try and hold in your heart if you are privileged enough if you have the ability to stay safe and distance, don't try and start cutting the line in these really fucked up ways to try and get the vaccine before other people. Like in South LA, I've I go I've gone through there because uh, my family still lives over there. I see the the people that are trying to get vaccinations. They do not look like what South LA looks like, which is black and brown people. Mm. And I you there's there are plenty of anecdotes. Like especially in LA, there are people in the entertainment industry who got like errant codes or we're sharing a code to like bypass yeah. a, a vaccine registration line i know people who are fucking who know uh people who own restaurants who are saying hey let me fill out a w-2 and say i work at this restaurant to, to say i'm a i work at a restaurant motherfucker you don't work at a restaurant you never worked at a restaurant in fact in fact you've never been in a right. socioeconomic place to ever work in a restaurant so don't be these motherfuckers because shit pisses me off. Yeah. It's so fucked up. And there are people who are having real fucking consequences because this government, it does not give a fuck about them for suddenly to be like, well, you know, shit, if I can get it, I'm gonna get that. Please think of the people who, who do not have these options, please. And I get that there are excess lines and that's a whole other thing. But trying to jump the line in this other way. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, bro. The other day I saw they had vaccines on the sneakers app and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> And they all went to that uh, VP's son. Yeah, <laughs> right, bro. It's, like, it's all fucking bots. <laughs> yeah. All bots. <laughs> he just had all the syringes. He was doing like a money phone with the syringes. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the vials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the syringes just stuck in his head. He's <laughs> putting hypodermic needles. Oh, you ears. only got one She's vaccine? Like, <laughs> I got was like, all oh, my bad. Vaccines. It's the, mo the money calling. Excuse yeah. me. Oh, call me the Hellraiser, motherfucker. Look at all these vaccine shots in my dome. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pinhead out here. Uh, but I mean, I again, if you need to get it and you are able and eligible, by all means, please do it. But I, yeah. I just want to implore people to act with some sense of morality throughout this. And I understand how close things are. But like, come try and try and fucking just get your shit together for a second. Yeah. And if you listen to the show and you know who I'm talking about, you know I'm talking about you. 
Yeah. Help help your elderly relatives. Help them sign up. That thing is fucking confusing yeah. for people who know how to use the internet. Like mm-hmm. help them get signed up. Spend your yeah. time put your time into that and then you know, the sooner we get all the people who need to be vaccinated vaccinated, the sooner it'll be your turn. But yeah. you're still wearing hoodies with box logos on them. We're talking to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's who we're talking. Right. right. If you were waiting in line, if you went from a supreme drop line to a vaccine drop line, <laughs> get the fuck out, bro. <laughs> Standing outside City MD like they're waiting <laughs> on hype <laughs> beasts and shit. Waiting on a drop. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that new Monsanto Bape collab, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, I, uh, and also, the overflow lines do your thing. I mean, I know people who like are unemployed and they're like, fuck, I can wait in a line 10 hours. Yeah. yeah. And they got to throw that they got to throw that shit out regardless. So like, yeah. Do that, so like that's you know? another thing. But yes, when if you are aware of what you are doing or you know people who are doing that, please take a second and try and check them. Try and let them know this is not this is not the way to do it. It's not ethical and it feels gross. And you don't want to be one of these motherfuckers who, you know, like you you were saying before this, before we start recording, people need to have dates on their vaccine cards. So you can start looking yeah. like, how the fuck did you mm. get it before my grandmother? Yeah, I huh. have a pre-existing oh, condition. Yeah. Uh, I work for uh, CAA. Oh yeah, uh, affluenza. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, hold up, how did how did you get it in September, bro? What? <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah I got the I got the commemorative vaccine edition, the <laughs> sept- September 11th edition. You know, it's the limited. <laughs> <laughs> it came with a challenge coin too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about. Uh, Racism in Hollywood. Who said that? Mm. I had heard about this stuff, but uh, McKinsey has made it official. Fucking McKinsey. Um, <laughs> I always, I always talk about that email from. Uh, I, I just think it's like the thing to explain how Hollywood works. The, the executive from the Sony leaks who was like, Denzel's my favorite actor, guys. I'm not saying that he's not a great actor. I'm just saying that his movies don't do as well overseas because they're racist. And so we shouldn't let him star in, I think it was like the Equalizer 2 or some shit. So they kind of grab these like pieces of like racism, urban legends about the box office and just like cling to them. And so McKinsey uh, and a bunch of people have been doing this, like just looked at the receipts and were like, this is <laughs> this is a fucking provable lie you guys are turning down billions of dollars annually to right. be racist yeah or just not or mm-hmm. just to to stay in the comfort of your de facto white supremacy right. and not have a reckoning with it which on when it's on autopilot they're saying you are leaving 10 billion dollars on the table by mm. not by not diversifying more yeah it's amazing that that's what it takes man it, yeah. it, you know what when when there's not money on the table i'm kind of right. like seeing somebody like fuck up their own life to be racist that's hilarious to me that's so funny yeah. right but unfortunately like, these people are it. so rich like they're not really fucking up their own life you know what i mean it's like oh no, i have absolutely three less not. yachts now because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's really how it's gonna move you know they're gonna why just like how you know over the summer many brands are like shit right like racism bad and like we should actually take a stand for something because apparently that helps make money and that's really how we think about things but on top of the revenues that are being lost, they're talking like this analysis is really interesting because it's just it's just cutting through the entire industry to show how at every turn 
um, is this is specifically to black actors and creators, how the just Hollywood is completely turned its back, but not realizing it. So I think we all know that there are already there's few too little like black led stories or series and things like that. And the ones there are are just notoriously and consistently underfunded. Like that's just and you've and undervalued. You see that in how there are very little marketing budgets, especially for black films and movies where it's like purely word of mouth or you see one poster on a street you're like, oh, my God, I've only seen one fucking poster for this studio release. Can't be. Ra- oh, you know, it is racism. So um, it's not only that they're talking about the the lack of black creatives who are in above the line positions, which are like, you know, creator, producer, writer, director and. And those who are above the line roles are the ones primarily responsible for bringing in more black people to be off screen talent or to work on crews and things like that. Um, And saying that unless at least one senior member of a production is black, black talent is largely shut out of those critical roles. I think it's this is true of every industry. I feel like really it's not just film and TV. Yeah. And I mean, the way people like to operate and that's it, they just are, we're still stuck in this place where we're doing the very bare minimum. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people's understanding of what needs to actually happen is just so limited. Right. right. Like I, I mean, I've been in writer's rooms and I've been on TV shows where like, I mean, I was in a writer's room where it was 50% white women and then me. And then people mm-hmm. are walking around calling that diverse. And I'm just like, no, there are four <laughs> black people on this show and we all work in separate departments. Like what? It, right. That's not. Right what it's supposed to be like you know yeah and i it goes beyond like i feel like people have to understand that it goes beyond like white people hiring black people into these positions there are also plenty of black creatives that are trying to get their own projects off the ground and they need seed money or they need whatever or other type of shit to get off the ground and you just need to get the fuck out of their way you know there's right. problems like black people not being able to get loans or get any type of like financial assistance when they have a good idea you know it's right. like my whole mentality on this and any type of financial thing is like, we should not have to depend on the benevolence of wealthy people to get right. by, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. It needs to be I mean, it's also like a stunning thing in my career. I've never been hired by a black person. Hmm. You know what I mean? I've never, like I've mostly mm-hmm. been hired by white people, uh, like yeah. for many media jobs I've had and like at a higher level, it's like, you're like, where, where is, there are there other people of color here or it's everybody below this certain point at the hiring level like that there's like this you know just barrier that cannot be broken and again this this study is talking about they have cataloged close to what they call 40 specific pain points which reinforce racial status quo in the industry and that these are pain points that black professionals in film and tv regularly encounter as they attempt to build their careers and on top of that too there's like the the standard of you do not have the margin of error that white creators do. If a black creator or actor flops, you're fucking done. Like there's no coming back. Like it's toast. Um, And that's another just, you know, a part of this really long report. I I really, if you're interested in this, you should definitely check this whole thing out because it's a very, you'll probably see it resonating. Even if you don't work in film and TV, just in general, an industry you work in, because I think it's indicative of just how the United States is at the moment. Yeah, because yeah. film, uh, just the entertainment industry is so, you know, it it's like kind of unregulated, you know, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, like especially at that higher decision making. And it's a lot of people making like sort of subjective decisions based on like, you know, their gut 
And that is, that's just a recipe for white supremacy being perpetuated over and over. Like the study finds that uh, the entertainment industry, film in particular, is less diverse than the energy sector, finance and transport, which are, which they're like, those are actually very not diverse right. industries and yeah. film is worse than that. Yeah. And the, what's wild about it is that like, we want, we see people making these surface level moves to put people, black people in those higher positions. And it really mm -hmm. is just setting people up to fail. That's all it ever is. It's like a very affirmative yeah. action type of thing where people are like, people who have never had this type of opportunity are now suddenly put in this position where they're like controlling the entire black narrative. Like there are people who I'm not going to name names cause I'm not, cause I'm, I'm not trying to be petty or anything like that, but right. people who have written one good script now have a production company where they're green lighting every black project in existence and they don't necessarily have a view that's like wider than what they had when they wrote that one script you know like they don't right. necessarily have the the wherewithal to say what is and isn't a good story for somebody else to tell right and the fact that we're not getting being allowed to make those mistakes on that level is like we get stuck on i mean we get stuck in these narratives that we've been trying to push for from like five ten years ago because right. it's taken five to ten years for our projects to get greenlit right and so by the time you get to that show on the air or whatever the fuck it is you're you don't even feel that way anymore <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you've just been like pitching that for however long and that's how we get stuck in these narrative because we like this industry drives culture and it drives public opinion and so because people get stuck like telling the same stories and never actually learning from what they're saying you get narratives where right. people are saying things like support black businesses but with no other context beyond just a black person owning a business they could be employing all white people they could be exploiting all right. their workers black people are just as capable of that as anybody else and we never get to move beyond that right it's i mean it's true i mean just with the whole you know hollywood's role in just perpetuating just the, the subconscious racism that most people just ingest through media of like reinforcing these stereotypes in this study, they say in the words of one creative executive quote, when studios are looking for black content, they're looking for Wakanda or poverty. There's no in between. Yep. And that is such a fucked up environment to have to create into or take something that is a pure expression of who you are as a person and then have some people look at it and be like, well, it's not fitting in this binary of like mm -hmm. magical black people or like, so so poor like i can feel good at the fact that i'm not like a 1960s racist uh mm -hmm. that's just a it's just a terrible environment and we're not going to have the kind of growth like even to what you're saying yadoya of like expanding being able to tell other stories because of all this gatekeeping so they have like yeah. four solutions that they've offered which i think i mean sure this, this this absolutely needs to be done but they're saying the first one is ensuring diverse representation especially among off-screen talent and executives i think that's so true it's just it's not you know when you're working on a black production because it's literally a black production like most mm -hmm. productions are very white with a smattering of like diversity but that's one thing like in having crews having people in development roles in marketing roles will bring this new <laughs> way yeah. of thinking about which is just it seems so like easy that's what it's like looking at these points of like the how to address this also just feels so fucked up because the solution is like, yeah, give people a seat at the table. Yeah. 
which even that is like complicated because that seat that's that table is capitalism essentially you know right you're bringing people to the top of this like socioeconomic ladder where then they don't really have the same stake in like arguing with or like dismantling the system as it exists altogether um and like to backtrack like it's fucked up to me that we have to like we have to have these all black productions to even like right ensure that that many black people are getting hired in a position right. in these entertainment jobs uh like i've been on sets where they don't even do something as basic as hiring a black makeup artist or hairdresser and right when the town you know, is black yeah yeah and i mean i feel like the solution goes beyond anything that hollywood can mandate you know right it's First of all, it's wild that they even have the power to say this is what all all productions do. But like it has to go down to like the production companies, to the studios, to like every individual not accepting certain work conditions, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like just the the structure of entertainment needs to be entirely reorganized because it's driven entirely by people who don't act or do comedy or perform or or do anything. <laughs> right, right. They're like, so, I was in like, marketing until now. Yeah, like, why the fuck is a, like, a social media intern who got a couple of promotions now in charge of, like... Development. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why is that how they, how it works? And none of that was funny, but... <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, it's as true. I, you'd, you'd like to find the humor in it, but I think it's just one of those things. It's just, the humor is almost in the absurdity of how racism can completely cloud people's fucking minds to the point where on paper you could be making more money but for whatever reason you can't get out of your shit and i get that sometimes like well we don't know any people or blah 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 so that's why you have to put in the fucking energy i think that's why mckenzie has this four point list because the money ghouls at the studios like fuck man 10 bills on the fucking table (laughs) what do we do mckinsey tell me because i don't know how to do the work tell me what the work is and now they're saying the work is ensure diverse representation like hire more black people people of color at Mm -hmm. every level then they say step two increase transparency and accountability so mckinsey's saying and then you tell everybody where you're at in that process of hiring more people okay so Mm -hmm. that way you know what your goals are and we can rah-rah you on or say, what the fuck is you're moving too slow. Third, mm-hmm. seek and financially support a wide range of black stories. Oh my God, they got to write this down. <laughs> and then number four, create an independent organization to promote diversity. I think that's actually interesting is to have yeah. a like advisory, some kind of organization that can actually act as some kind of, you know, mechanism to fucking push the studios and with within the unions yeah. like maybe i don't know i feel like unions could ha- have done a good job of like kind of being a big part of um, their various like uh professions i feel like if there mm-hmm. was each union had that uh built mm-hmm. into it i mean I the know. history of unions in this country is also grounded in so much racism Very that much. like yeah i don't know that that's yeah. even gonna right change at any any sort of reasonable pace you know but sadly i think it's the thing that will change it is mckinsey saying hello you yeah, guys you're... are leaving at least they say at least 10 billion dollars a yeah. year a year fucking on the table yeah that's what's gonna get them to be like oh shit i got my money yeah. boner out i'm ready 
it's wild to think that like the same logic that played a part in ending slavery in this country is now going to get us a, a live action Miles Morales movie. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, this cotton picking shit just isn't making us the money. Is it? Yeah. We're not moving the shit like we used to. I guess we gotta, I guess we gotta put a black Switch kid in up. a suit. Yeah. <laughs> the other kind of study that this always reminds me of is the one where they found that diverse teams when they were like given a task they did a better job of completing the task but had less confidence in their ability to complete the task because it was just harder and they were having to encounter opinions that weren't exactly like their own where so like just fr from an industry-wide standpoint like you were saying miles it's you have to work harder you're you will be better at your job uh, yeah. You will be less comfortable and the world will be a better place. But like, it's just easy to be, I think. Because people don't know. like growth because this yeah. shit is uncomfortable. Especially like yeah. if it's something to do with like, I get it. Like if you've, if you've been living in a reality where your family is, you're come from a white family and there's not racist shit being expressed. And now you're working at a company and like, it's just, you're getting caught in the flow of it. And now you're being like, it's right. What do I, how do I, what is, yeah. you know what I mean? But, but that's what has to be done. Like that's, you just have to take that second. I, I promise you everything that's hard, not like not nothing that's, that's, you know, bordering into like abuse or transgression, but a situation that is hard, that challenges you, you'll never come out the other side. And be like that shit was not worth it. Right. You'll yeah. always, you will come out the other side with growth and you will be, just be more realized you'll have more dimensions to you that shit is the fucking lifeblood staying mm -hmm. static that shit that's rotting you're rotting right. you're fucking yeah. rotting so just do yeah shit it hurts you know what i mean like a fucking uh snake molting and shit you gotta leave that skin behind but you got a fucking new one now or whatever yeah. but like it takes that process yeah that also applies to like just allow other people to be challenged you know like people in those positions because you're giving you're putting people in a position where they never get the experience that you want them to have because you don't because you box them out of that experience. So it's like right. even if people don't know what the fuck they're doing, which is what is a lot of people's arguments in this case, in the case of like affirmative action type situations mm -hmm. like this. They'll figure it out. Yeah. If you put somebody in a position where they're free fall and they they have a job that they have to do and they don't know how to do it, they'll figure it out if that's if they have money riding on it, you know. Yeah. So just give people an opportunity to to yeah. prove to, to like prove that they can do it instead of just boxing them out because they can't because they haven't. Right. Because, I mean, I, yeah. we can point to uh, hundreds of projects where they're just pissing money away and they clearly just said, yeah, they'll figure it out. Right. Mm -hmm. And greenlit it. So, right. You yeah. know, let's afford that opportunity to as many people as possible. You guys are good yeah. at green lighting projects that are on a they'll figure it out basis when it's uh famous people's kids and right. executives' kids. So <laughs> right. right. Um all right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about uh daylight saving. And we're back. So Last night, as we all hopefully know by now, to, or I guess uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning, 
the clocks uh, sprung forward. We lost an hour of sleep. So it means the sun will be setting later. It'll be rising later, but that's okay because the days are going to get longer. There's some momentum happening in Washington for legislation to basically never do, basically never fall back to standard time. Like what, so basically the, the way the schedule works, there's four months out of the year where we are on standard time. The rest of the uh, year, we're on daylight savings time. So we're currently on daylight savings time right now. And that is the time that is basically made the most sense for the modern world. And the idea would basically be to get rid of standard time, uh, which I guess would just mean making daylight savings time st standard time. But the point is, we only use standard time for four months out of the year anyways. Not that many people really use it. Uh, it's actually counterproductive. I guess it's to allow farmers to wake up early. There we like, go. See, this big farmer agenda again. We already give them the upper house of our fucking legislature. Like, <laughs> no, what, right? why <laughs> do Senate. we need to? But yeah, like, why is it called standard? Yeah, see, that's what's what? fucking people up. Yeah. That's so Also, weird. like, hearing it be like, you know, nobody even fucking uses standard time. It's like, that conceptually, it's just so weird to even think about. Like, no, nah, I don't use that time. That <laughs> right. That's like four months time. <laughs> for four months, you're just like floating through a, like a formless fourth dimension. You're just... <laughs> I don't fuck with standard time. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really on a schedule, bro. You know, it's like. I spend all four months on peyote. Mr. Burns, just, when he's yeah. glowing and shit. When they oh, thought yeah. He was an alien. <laughs> don't be afraid. <laughs> So they first introduced daylight savings time in World War One, and then brought it back during World War Two, and it was to save fuel. And it's like, yo, we, it's not like we're living through a existential disaster right now that would be nice to save energy and stop, like, stop burning as much fuel now. It's like, let's just go back to that and, shit. Like, I mean, we on. are, but more long term. But then, right. But yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what we need to do. We need to. Like, oh, yeah. This would save. So it would save energy. One of the one of the big reasons that people point out for, like, let's keep doing doing it the way we've been doing it is that kids would have to go to school in the dark and like that can be dangerous. Just make kids go to school later. Like that, that's another thing that has been studied by science and is like, yo, this is this would be much better. They yeah, did a study where they moved the kids' start time back 45 <laughs> minutes, and they were, like, healthier, uh, happier, better at school. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It also stop sheltering your kids so much. They are going to have to experience nighttime at some point. Maybe it'll be good for them to go to school before the cops wake up. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it could be in and out before all the SROs get there. I mean, what the fuck is the... Uh, okay, I get it. Is I guess it's so dark or whatever, but I, it's... The more you started saying all these arguments about uh, going against the, why we still keep it, I'm like, yeah, what what really was the point of it all? And like with school, yeah, it absolutely should start later, regardless of the daylight savings. thing. Yeah, regardless. Because ask yeah. any teacher, ask any person who had been in high school, junior high. I could never fucking stay awake because yeah. I'm like already mm -hmm. going through adolescence. My body's doing all kinds of crazy shit. I'm trying to grow. And on top of that, I'm like, I can barely, I, like, I would need nine hours of sleep. So to wake up like at 630 to try and make class, da, 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 I'm already walking in like shit. 
Help yeah. the kids. Yeah. Yeah, I pulled the study about waking up later from a study that had nothing to do with daylight savings time. It was just about, like, the American Academy of Pediatrics is just like, yo, we need to start sending kids to school later. We are making them sick uh, by, yeah, like, waking them up this early. So that's just a benefit. Let them stare at the ceiling till 4 p.m. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Yadoye, thought leader you know. on sleep science. <laughs> but, like, Wait, because what are they saying the standard should be for a school, like for school to start? Uh, they did 45 minutes later. At, so they, they just studied like a shift from uh, in oh, one of, school district right. and moved it back 45 minutes and saw improved sleep reductions and tardiness, dramatic improvements to behavior problems, like dramatic improvements to behavior problems. And so they issued a recommendation that no school start earlier than 830, no middle or high school, because that's when, like, people start. You're getting weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. thing, things start getting a little weird. Although I don't know why, like, why send kids so early in the first place? It's just because, like, parents, I guess, go to work so early, and so they need to, yeah. like, drop their kids off. Just let parents come to work a little bit later, you assholes. Like, what right? the fuck? Or fucking what? work less. How about yes. that? We've all found out oh, people yeah. don't need to be working all these hours they work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, look, now we're describing some fucking commie utopia now, and, like, get your head out, Jack, because that ain't never happening yeah, here. Yeah, this commie utopia uh, is being forwarded by... Uh, Super progressive <laughs> left winger Marco Rubio. <laughs> he's like he's driving a lot of the. I think he's just like maybe we should just let he's him always uh, only work one, on shit that like doesn't really matter and is depoliticized. Maybe as good ideas on on other shit, but he's always been on this. You're right, right. Well, because can you imagine though? Just because Marco Rubio, like now you got like Chuck Schumer being like, oh, this is this is racism. I, I think they've yeah. <laughs> I think they've got like a bipartisan commission, fortunately. Yeah. Right. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, this just feels like because everything's so partisan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait for all the uh for all the liberals to be like, you know, black people would thrive more in uh in standard time. Yeah, you like, know, black, <laughs> like what what? You notice productivity in African Americans rises for four months right. a year. Where do you think that comes from? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, thanks, Coach Saban. Uh, I'll just uh, <laughs> keep ways over here. <laughs> but like, yeah, I do. My fucking high school started at seven forty-five. I was walking into that what? motherfucker dead yeah. as shit. Yo, yes. I yeah. I had totally forgotten how early school was until I had kids, and then I was like, "What the fuck?" Like they they <laughs> even go late. Like they get there at eight thirty, but like that's still like fucking early. And then they get out at like the kids in the upper school get out at like 2 30 or like three o'clock yeah. it's like why are we doing why did we just shift everything way the fuck forward like oh but yeah. you know what though it's because of the way it's set up though though is like that allows us in our like puberty adolescent teen years to really fuck up and make mistakes without yeah to go because i'm like find out. yo yeah. life began for me at 2 p.m Oh hell yeah! You know what I mean? Oh and yeah, that's where I was. That's where my education fucking started for me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably that also why, like sports, like sports is another big argument for why we need, uh, because like kids would have to, like it, it wastes energy to have to light a football field for practice or whatever. So kids sure. would have to leave school a little bit early to play sports. But like that, it's just like 
first of all, kids don't need to play sports if they're getting out and their like family is already off of work when they're getting out of school. So like, right. yeah, I don't know. Also, maybe uh, spend that money on things that enrich kids' lives as opposed to like the other shit you're spending fucking money on. <laughs> right. right. You know, right. Maybe lighting a football field is a little bit more beneficial to that kid's life. Than uh than fucking having your cops at the school, you know. Yeah, or right. like food, yeah, or food, food. <laughs> or you know food. I mean? Like it, there's the you amount know? of poverty that's being experienced by students too. It's like, <laughs> but I I just in general like I I know so many people who and I don't know if it was because of the pandemic, but this this year when daylight saving or I guess standard time hit. It just seemed like the sun was going down at fucking noon. Like it was just going down so early this winter. I think yeah. just because everybody was kind yeah. of in a bleak mood, it just like uh, piled on. But fuck. Yeah, I think time was just moving different. I, th- yeah. I don't know what happened. I, I don't know if uh, I don't know if time got like a big check. Time was just right. acting different. Yeah. <laughs> time is definitely hitting different right now. Yeah. Time was like, yeah, I got a new whip. I got a new baby mama. I got all type of... You know, <laughs> like, got, damn, time, slow down. <laughs> like, bro, why are you, why are you acting different, man? <laughs> you know me. It's me. <laughs> Just cashed out my whole daylight savings. Got a Tesla. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> all right, let's talk about pie day, which was yesterday. Yeah. But I, mm-hmm. I learned about all sorts of new pies with this uh, Google Trends pie map. Yeah, pie. Look, pie had a big week for us on the show last week. You know, there was there was pie was a lie was a big take that and and pie Twitter came from the Zeit gang saying they love their amorphous pie piles to eat. And you know, I like a pie. I'm not gonna lie, but it's in, yeah the the search for pie based on state is quite interesting. Like California being boysenberry pie is like is that just because of knots? I have no idea. What? Like what? every state's pie, like is really got gets. First of all, I w- I would love to have a French silk pie. Looking, I don't even know what that is. I don't I mean, exactly. No that That's is. why I'm like loving what I'm seeing. Sour cream and raisin pie. What's going on in the Dakotas? That, oh no, that sounds terrible. I have a question. Crawfish pie is the number one in Louisiana. Which that's savory right. though. Yeah, that's savory. Yeah. Above them, you have possum pie, which I guess oh. is a. Chocolate and nut based pie, but I thought mm. I thought doesn't that sound was, like uh, that's what that is. Thought we were dealing with, <laughs> yeah. That's that's how Google is. Um, yeah, and based on our backwards conceptions of the South, we're like, yeah, they they would put a possum in there. Yeah, it's just a whole ass possum, sometimes alive. Like buttermilk pie. What's buttermilk pie? Texas buttermilk pie is you Tennessee. Uh, all through the uh, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana region. And even uh, Pennsylvania, you've got peanut butter pie, which yeah, I don't think I've ever good. had, but that sounds wonderful. Sounds pretty good. My friend's mom used to make a butterfinger pie. Oh. That sounds fucking great. It was incredible. Put, put the word butterfinger in front of anything and I'm there. Oh, yeah. Butterfinger diapers. Fantastic. Let me just heck take a <laughs> bite. Uh, Vermont has cheeseburger pie. Okay. Oh, no. That's just that's just white people experimenting too much. Right. Yeah. What's a cheese? Michigan, too. And then uh, Wisconsin spaghetti pie. Hey. Spaghetti pie. Is that what they call pizza? Like, what is, is that? Is that not just a lasagna? Right. 
<laughs> yeah. like spaghetti pie, man. People are very confused. <laughs> Buttermilk <laughs> pie is actually pancakes. <laughs> Yo. And then also, I mean, what's going on in Nevada? Are they is are there a lot of people selling uh, copies of The Last Call? Because bean pie is the most popular pie in Nevada as well. I'm like, okay, that's I didn't know what what's what's the Nevada bean pie like? Bean pie doesn't sound like a real thing. Is it like the Nation of Islam ones that they that they hop <laughs> out here, like on Crenshaw? Bean pie to me sounds like, like in the in the forties when they like wrote TV shows that had homeless people in them. Like they would just like bean pie was the thing they invented for that. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. real. <laughs> right, right, right. It sounds like when they have to convey a poor person's like, what does poverty make you eat? That's what that sounds <laughs> a like. A bean pie. A bean Roasting pie? our bean pies over a trash can fire down by the rails. But it's usually navy <laughs> yeah. bean pie. It's what? Like navy bean pie? Like, you know, like when you see like dudes from the Nation of Islam where they got the bow tie, they're selling yeah. the last call and bean pies. Those beans are usually navy beans. Oh, in that pie. okay. Okay. Korean uh, desserts have a lot of bean shit going on. Yeah, the red bean. Yeah, Japanese too. Yeah. Red bean, yeah. yeah. Azuki Just and loose stuff. loose beans and milk. Yeah. Love a loose bean. <laughs> Love a loose bean. <laughs> there is, there does seem to be a tradition of uh, pies that sound grosser than they probably are. Because you got grasshopper pie, which I think is like a sweet mint liqueur based pie, but it sounds gross. And uh, like we mentioned, possum pie. I mean, I, the one thing I do like is like I like the states that a savory pie is their thing. Yeah, because that for I, sure. that appeals yeah. to me a lot more. Because I mean, I like I like pie, but I love like shepherd's pie or like you know pasties or like you know savory pastries. So crawfish oh, yeah. pie, meat pie, crab pie in Maryland. Mm-hmm. What the f- I mean, fuck yeah, yeah. No, I fuck with a savory pie. I like the occasional sweet pie, but I don't like the sweet pies that get pushed on us. So, like apple pie, mm. I'll eat, but it's not my favorite pie. What's your favorite pie? I feel like yeah. Butterfinger pie, something like that. Yeah, like, Butterf- I think uh, I think a candy pie. <laughs> really, I'm just like a yeah, child. Any candy <laughs> pie. I love, I love a candy pie. <laughs> Snickers pie. I've had that. Snickers that pie, like really Reese's good. pie, any type of like Ooh. any candy. Oh, bar. so the pie. So you're talking about the pies that you buy in the frozen section that you have to let thaw and eat like that, like those, like an Oreo pie and shit. No, I mean like a homemade like. Like she would, like she would grind up butterfingers oh, and put them in a in like I've never known a love cheese like that. or whatever it is. I don't know what the fuck you put pie base, right? But, mm. well, shout out candy pies. Yeah, shout out, I love a candy pie. All right, let's let's talk real quick about the uh, vaccine rollout clusterfuck that happened in Philly. So these these college buddies started three uh, D printing face shields and came up with a cool logo uh, for or a logo that seemed cool to people in Philadelphia. It was just a rocky uh, a rocky silhouette with like a face mask over it and it was called Philly Fighting COVID. And like off the strength of that, they started organizing testing sites for Philadelphia. They became a registered as a nonprofit. All of this despite the fact that the group's leader, Andre DeRoshan, was 22 and had, uh, and I'm quoting here, no background in healthcare. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But he was a big fan of Elon Musk, baby. And that is what you need to succeed in America. So he came up with a plan for Philly fighting COVID to take their success in organizing testing sites, which was like mediocre, but 
certainly more success than they should have had with literally no metal, medical background. They decided to take that and uh, put together a PowerPoint uh, that was their presentation on why they should take charge of the vaccine rollout in Philadelphia. Uh, oh, man. He said with a, quote, holy Elon Musk shooting for the heavens type plan. Uh, because who better to name check than the guy who famously said he would not take a COVID vaccine. <laughs> um, but so this dude, his plan wasn't just about aiding his fellow citizens. I don't know if you could tell by the fact that he was name checking the richest person in the world when he was yeah. announcing mm-hmm. it. But he wanted to bill insurance companies $24 per inoculation, uh, which he claimed would be juicy in his slide, uh, in a slide deck. He was wow. like, and here, yep. guys, I know you're going to love this. Here comes the juicy slide. How are we going to get paid? Boom, insurance. Uh, so he was able to borrow a quarter of a million dollars, quote, from a family friend uh, and leased the convention center for six months. And Philadelphia, because Amer- because this is America and we're just like a private in- investor, private uh, venture, Let's do it. Uh, they just turned over the keys, and it was a cluster fuck. Um, they're still pulling themselves out from this shit because he just like wasn't able to deliver on any of the things. Uh, completely ditched all the testing sites. There was a quote glitch that caused them to lose all the racial and ethnic data for the patients. Oh uh, wow! I wonder what oh, that. No. I wonder what that data would have indicated yeah. had it been there. Oh, because interesting. The, <laughs> exactly. It's all young, young white people. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Like what the fuck? And just before they uh, began their vaccination campaign, they quietly reorganized as a for-profit company called Vox Populi, uh, or Vax Populi. So they're wow. good with the titles. They're good with like the branding shit, and therefore we should put them in charge of a. Uh, massive public health campaign during our country's like greatest public health crisis in years i don't know bro vax populi fully sounds like a eugenics operation that sounds like (laughs) that sounds like how they put syphilis in the black community like that's i don't know if that was his intent (laughs) i mean his marketing plan his marketing plan to build trust was to to do something with philly legend meek mill yeah uh getting a vaccination i think doing a wheelie on a dirt bike down broad street <laughs> and it was just gonna be the most philly shit ever and he was gonna grow a full ass beard instantly but yeah <laughs> he was gonna it was gonna be like uh steve o getting his own face tattooed on his back on a fucking <laughs> atv right, right. <laughs> right. oh man because i mean this the also parts of this story like it just sort of mimics every other thing too that we're seeing that like even the the sites they had, people were fucking with the sign up links and got yeah. like it got out of the essential, you know, uh, demographic. And now real estate developers and financiers are saying like, "Yep, I got my appointment. I'm gonna right. get it." Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. It was just yeah. open to whoever. No organization. Uh, it was also like easily hackable. A nurse revealed on Twitter that Derotion uh took home a Ziploc bag full of vaccines. Uh, which he gave out to a bunch yeah. of his friends. Um, <laughs> oh so and put them on sneakers app, obviously. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, call back. What the <laughs> fuck? Took a. I just hate the description. Ziploc zip bag. bag full. Like you're not <laughs> hey, even respecting. Not even. Not even yeah. a cooler, bro. Like, come, yeah. Right. Respect put that shit in a Yeti. 
Respect the scene, man. Don't put in a Ziploc bag. It sounds like right? you don't even respect the vaccine. Like that's making me also pissed off. Yeah. Uh, on top of that's just like being uh, rampant abuse. That's like when your weed dealers got the pre rolls. Like, bro, what is this vaccine? What is in this? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Why are these already rolled? Just yeah. loose. Um, the site that they were using has had to be taken over by uh, the city's health department and later FEMA because they just totally fuck things up. And obviously, like, this is not one of those things that you can, like, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube when it comes to, like, trust around vaccines. Like, this is fucked with community trust around vaccinations. And so Philly is really struggling. Yeah, I want to uh, retract my statement from earlier and say, don't let people try things. We should not. No, just <laughs> don't. Right. Just the use the people who have already been doing it. Don't let don't just give people the keys to things. But they uh, love to let I'll... people who who have friends with seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars of spare venture capital laying around. They love to let those people try things. So, yeah. And I would also just like to say, uh, if you have a friend that has three quarters of a million dollars to give you, that's not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but as our writer jam put maybe it's a it's a good lesson to maybe not entrust the most critical phase of an unprecedented global health emergency to a random rich white kid who threw together a powerpoint presentation yeah um, i think that's fair something yeah. to consider yeah i also just want to go on record and say elon musk is a bitch fuck you yeah fuck <laughs> elon musk man i'm so tired of the elon musk worship in in america right now it is wild it's just like the idea that like you know someone can get like really popular off like science invention ideas and not just being like a rapper or something only for him to yeah. want to be a rapper so it's really yeah, just right. a fucked up the celebrity loop people are caught in regardless he, he did a convincing job of pretending to smoke weed uh, well, Yodoye, it's been a pleasure having you as always. Where can people find you and follow you? Um, I am on Twitter at Yodoye underscore Instagram at uh, Professor Doye. And um, I have a special that just dropped on Friday on Epics and oh, yeah. um, also wrote for the new release of Legends of the, of the Dark Knight, the Batman oh, no. thing uh, yeah. that comes out in July. So just look out okay. for that. Okay. Is that a podcast or? That is a comic series. It's a little comic anthology series. series. I oh, wrote dope. the last issue of the Oh, that's series. awesome, man. The full series starts to drop uh, April 2nd, I believe. I just found nice. out there's a uh, a podcast, a Batman podcast that's coming. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Um, yes, there is. Uh, this tweet is from at kissjoy underscore underscore. It says, uh, I just drove for 30 minutes in GTA to clear my mind. <laughs> I just saw that one. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, because it, it, shit, if you really drive around that motherfucker, it can take you a minute. Yeah, right? You ever just, yeah. like, drive around trying to follow traffic laws and shit? Just like Yeah, are there times when I'm like, I'll go to, like, the desert part, and I find myself just driving there, and I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing? Like, this is the most inefficient yeah. way. Like, I could hop into aircraft or something, but sometimes I just like to take the roads. It's like sometimes you just need a little bit of order, you know? Like, when you find order in chaos, and just, right. like, obeying the laws in GTA feels like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Miles of Gray, PlayStation Network, Miles of Gray, the 420 Day Fiance, the other podcast. We're talking 90 Day Fiance. 
smoking that loud. Now, some tweets that I like. First one is from uh, Marks My Words at Allison Klemp. Is it Jay and Silent Bob or Jay and Silenced Bob? That's never getting old. Jay and Silent Bob or Silenced Bob. And then uh, this tweet uh, from our guest, Yadoye himself, uh, at Yadoye underscore, tweeted, damn, a coffin cost four thousand dollars y'all can bury me loose <laughs> loose is so good <laughs> loose is so bury good bury me loose <laughs> yo it's yo like like four people dm me to ask if they could use that as a song title bury, bury me, loose. me loose yeah bury right wow loose. <laughs> any genre any genre yeah. that could be fuck it yeah Damn. it's adaptable <laughs> that's so good you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien i like to tweet from taylor garen she said uh just cut up some strawberries and put them in a little bowl for breakfast like i'm a fucking ladybug in a little hat with a flower on it <laughs> uh you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website daily zeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we recommend you check out. Miles, what is today's recommendation? Um, this one is going to be uh, Window Shopper. But I don't know if you remember that song. Use the Window Shopper. But it's a remix from Lakim, L-A-K-I-M. You can get it on SoundCloud. And it's a little bit slowed down, but it's got it's got a real nice feel to it. And it, I just like when people flip songs from the early aughts and shit, because mm. uh, it's like, especially with the new sort of production sound that's out. Uh, so you will like this, but it's spelled Wendo, W-H-E-N-D-O-E-S-H-O-P-P-A. So when you look for it on SoundCloud, or just go to the footnotes, the link's there. Fire it Damn up. footnotes. You know what I mean? Uh, all right. Go check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.